This is the Week 15 Fantasy Football Podcast. Featuring Jonathan Keith and Tyler Harnish. Week 15 listeners, what is up? It's just me today. Tyler, out sick. I think we've all been going through it. I was sick last week. Obviously, we took a break for a week. Um, didn't necessarily intend to do that, but we had Martin Luther King Jr. Day, so Cross America was closed. We were home with our kids. And then we just had crazy weather here in Indiana uh, where we had school canceled, virtual days. Everybody in my house was sick. It just didn't work out. Um, we kept pushing it and pushing it, and then we just got to the point where we're like, we're going to do it next week. We get to this week. Everybody's still sick. Weather's still crazy. So we're just going to get this episode in here today because I got some numbers. I'm a numbers guy. You know this. Um, And I got some wild info that I'm excited to get into today. But first, I want to talk about my win. I got to talk about my guy Roman here. Uh, So Roman is in kindergarten. Truman is in second grade. Truman's been doing a lot of basketball camps. He's looking good. I'm excited to watch him play. Um, Their school actually doesn't have a, a, a... second grade basketball team so we decided to try upward this year never done upward before um and so truman and henry who is tyler's son and roman were all gonna be on the same team roman decided at the day of the tryouts he did not want to play was real stubborn about it wouldn't do it well we kind of talked him into playing um over the last couple weeks and so last night they had their first practice and he was all about it dude all about it talked about it all night how much he loves basketball how fun it is and so my win was seeing roman just really grab basketball and love it like I have so much in my life. So my win, Roman, playing basketball, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun watching our me and Tyler's kids play together. That's going to be fun in general. But, yeah, I hope you guys uh, have a bunch of wins going on in your life right now. Um, I know we're looking at this podcast and uh, looking at this football season, watching it dwindling down. We'll probably take some time off after the Super Bowl um, and then come back ready to rock uh, for the draft and when it comes. Um but as for today, you know, we're looking at the NFL playoff picture. We've got the conference championships this weekend. Four teams are remaining. Only two will go on to the Super Bowl. In the NFC, we have the 49ers and the Lions. In the AFC, we have the Ravens and the Chiefs. Um, if you guys are following us on Instagram or on Facebook, you saw that my predictions were exactly uh, the four that we have remaining right now. I was completely correct in my conference championship predictions. Um, they took a little bit different route to get there than I expected, but nonetheless, uh, these are the four teams that I had getting to this point. Uh, so I want to toot my own horn about that little bit here. My predictions were that the Chiefs and the 49ers were going to play in the Super Bowl and that the 49ers would win. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, but, you know, as the fantasy football playoffs have ended a few weeks ago, We've kind of just been enjoying what we have left of football season. And uh, I've just been looking at different numbers, different facts, uh, reflecting on the stats that we did did use throughout the year um, and looking at how those high-profile guys panned out for us. And uh, I know we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but I want to real quick list the top 12 scores um, for this year. All right, so I'm going to go through that real quick. Number one, C.D. Lamb with 403. Number two, Josh Allen at 392. Number three, Christian McCaffrey with 391. Tyreek Hill, 376. Jalen Hurts, 357. 
Dak Prescott, 343. Lamar Jackson, 331. Amon Ross St. Brown, 331. Jordan Love, 319. Puka Nakua, 298. Brock Purdy, 295. And Brees Hall, 290. Are you a fan of unique handcrafted treasures? Look no further than our own woodworking and collectibles business. At the studio at Benchtop Designs, we specialize in creating exquisite woodworking pieces and have collectibles that will captivate your imagination. Each item is meticulously crafted with passion and attention to detail, making them truly one of a kind. From stunning wooden furniture to custom-made pieces, our collection showcases the beauty of available materials and the artistry through craftsmanship. Whether you're looking to add a touch of elegance to your home or searching for the perfect gift, our woodworking and collectibles are sure to impress. Visit our website at www.benchtopdesigns.studio. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at the studio at Benchtop Designs or go to our website www.benchtopdesigns.studio. A question that I was looking forward to asking Tyler, um, and I'll have to talk to him about this next time I see him, is you know when we look at how guys scored this past year, how does that affect the draft next year? For example, the 12 guys I just listed were the top 12 scores. Should those guys be considered picks 1 through 12 next year? Answer is obviously no. There's a lot of factors. But when I first wrote up this list, the thing that blew my mind is that six of these top 12 guys, quarterbacks, six of these top 12 guys are quarterbacks. And, uh, and so what I ended up doing was I stretched it out um, to the top 25. Like I wanted to look at the top 25 guys and these stats are going to blow your mind a little bit. All right. Of the top 25 scores, 11 of those 25 were quarterbacks. Okay. And, and I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk a lot about quarterbacks in this episode because last year our advice was in the first five rounds, take a tight end or a quarterback, but do not take both. That was some advice that we stuck to before the draft this year. My opinion on that is going to change for next year's draft based on what we saw this year, for sure. Um, but yeah, when I look at the top 25, I see 11 quarterbacks and I see zero tight ends, which is crazy. I mean, last year, Travis Kelsey was a top three scorer in fantasy football. This year did not make the top 25. Um, so yeah, I'm going to kind of look at today's episode focusing on that top 12 then looking at that in top 25 and just some of the stats that have to come by through there, okay? Um, we're going to take a quick step out wide looking at the top 100, okay? So if your team only has 10 uh, teams, if your league only has 10 teams, uh, you know, the bulk of your draft is in the first 100 players, okay? A kicker cracks the top 100. So that's the difference that we're looking at from number one being CeeDee Lamb who scored a 403 points um, you have a kicker that scored like 175 points. So that's in the top 100. So when you're looking at your 10 rounds, it's a little crazy. But uh, I want us to focus back in um, on that top 25, okay? Of the top 25, 11 were quarterbacks. 21 of the 25 players that were in the top 25 made the playoffs, like the NFL playoffs. So the quality of your team obviously matters a great deal. Um when, when you're looking at those top-tier guys. So when you're looking in the draft, you get closer to next year's draft, and you're like, man, I really like, you know, A.J. Brown, but I also like Devontae Adams when you're trying to make that decision. You know, 
Of course there are exceptions, but more times than not, I'm going to push for the guy that's actually going to make the playoffs. That's overall team is good enough to put them in positions to really um, take advantage of the opportunities on a weekly basis. Um, so, yeah, 21 out of the 25 top scores in fantasy football made the playoffs. A little crazy to think about that. Um, you know, we go in by position. Like I said, 11 were quarterbacks, five were running backs, nine were wide receivers, zero were tight ends. Crazy, crazy. Um, when we look at, like, by position, and we're still we're going to talk about quarterbacks here for a minute here. Those quarterbacks, six of the top 12 were quarterbacks. The top four quarterbacks combined for 37 rushing touchdowns. Think about that. Josh Allen had 15. Jalen Hurts had 15. Dak only had two. And Lamar only had five. But we've seen Lamar do it in the playoffs multiple times. Lamar has the potential to score anytime he runs the ball. So, like, it's just crazy to think about those guys. Um... In, in those top positions, because last year it was like, when do we draft a quarterback? Round two, round three, round four. I think there was plenty of drafts that saw, you know, Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen um, go in the second round, but not all of them. I mean, they fell to the third round in multiple drafts, I'm willing to bet. Uh, and so it's like, do I think that's where they belong now? I don't know, man. I don't know. And that's what kind of led me on this rabbit trail of looking at really where the drop off is. And. When I look at quarterbacks, and I'm, I looked at quarterback four, all right, let's call Josh Allen an alien. Let's call Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson aliens. Let's throw, let's throw Dak Prescott. Let, let's say that these guys are aliens, okay? So let's look at QB four, which actually was Lamar with 331. QB eight, four spots later, a 280. The difference between QB one and QB four was 60 to, or 61 points, and then the difference between QB4 and QB8, 280, or I'm sorry, 51 points, down to 280. Like, this tells me that quarterback, being a top-four quarterback, it's immeasurable, a huge difference. Because when we look at the same difference between uh, QB8 and QB12, it goes from 280 to 262. That's pretty close. I mean, if you if you saw a guy get 262 and your guy, or if you get, saw a guy get 280 and your guy got 262, you're like, that's not a huge deal. But if you had QB 12, which I believe was Trevor Lawrence, if you drafted Trevor Lawrence, he scored 262 points, which was 130 less than Josh Allen. Grabbing Josh Allen would have gained you 130 points. So think about this, especially if you got a keeper league. You want it, getting a top four quarterback is a huge advantage. And to do that, you need to get a guy that has rushing touchdowns. I'm looking at Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson. Patrick Mahomes usually has more than he did this year. Um, you know, there were some injuries and stuff throughout the year as well. But I'm telling you right now, next year when I'm looking at the draft, that second-round pick, it, it mu it's much more likely to be a quarterback next year than it was this year because the difference is that big. Going from a top four to a bottom – to a bottom – or, you know, eight to 12. I'm not trying to give up 50-plus points this year at the quarterback slot. Um, so yeah, I thought that was interesting as I was doing that. The difference is not nearly as big with the other positions. Okay. So again, the difference between QB four and QB eight was about 50 points for running backs. The difference between, uh, RB four and RB eight was only 20 points. The difference between wide receiver four and wide receiver eight was only 20 points. Um, honestly, tight ends 
were so close this year that like next year, I mean, the, the idea of taking a quarterback or of taking a tight end in the top three rounds is not going to happen. It, it's not even worth it for me to splurge for the for the high pick guys, in my opinion, just because every team with a great tight end. I mean, even T.J. Hawkinson. Um, I mean, he barely squeaked in the top fifty. There was only two tight ends in the top fifty scores. Uh, there was only three tight ends. Um, there were only five tight ends in total in the top seventy-five, and uh, you know you're looking at nine tight ends in the top one hundred. So the the difference between tight end number one, tight end number twelve, or you know tight end number four and tight end number eight is so small. I'm looking at drafting tight ends way later. I'm looking at drafting QBs higher this year. Is some of my takeaways from these stats. This podcast is a So Will I Studios production. So Will I Studios is a podcasting brand founded by my wife and I. We plan on launching multiple podcasts this year, each with the intention of promoting positivity and critical thinking. This brand will cover over each podcast. We will have one YouTube channel, So Will I Studios. There will also be one Instagram account that links to all of the others. Follow us on Instagram at so.will.i.studios. We are so excited for this new journey. We can't wait to share with you. Um, and then again, you know, when you look at league leaders, whoever led the league in scoring, you're looking at around 1,800 points, right? I think it was Toon Squad in League Two for us this year. Um, I think in the other league, it was pretty close to between 17 and 1,800 points was the leader. I know I led in one of my leagues with like 1,860, and I'm talking ESPN Standard Leagues PPR. Um, and uh, so when you can think about getting those top tier quarterbacks, I mean, you know, getting getting 300 points out of your quarterback, you have you're a sixth of the way there, right? Um, in being a league leader, and I think that's just that's immeasurable. The quarterback needs to be a bigger factor in your drafts than it has been in the past, especially when you have quarterbacks that can run for 15 plus touchdowns. Um, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen did it this year. I think Lamar Jackson is capable, and I'm not even expecting 15, but 10 plus being a possibility, huge, huge. Um, just kind of a, a further breakdown of some of those stats in the later rounds. Uh, once you got to um, 51 through 100, uh, that's when we really saw a, a bigger difference with running backs and wide receivers. Like I said, in the first 25, five were running backs, nine were wide receivers. From 25 through 50, and I'm talking about who finished the year with this much points scored. Um, 25 through 50, you saw seven running backs and nine wide receivers. So again, fairly even there. Um, you get to 51 through 75, you see six running backs and 15 wide receivers. So to this point, running backs through the top 75 scores in fantasy football, running backs have only made up uh, 18. 18 of the top 75 scores were running backs. To me, if you would have asked me like before the year started how that was going to pan out, I would have said, yeah, if you're looking at the top 75 – I mean, at least of the third of them are going to be running backs. That is not how it worked out. That is not how it worked out. Only, uh, let's see, what did I say? 18. Only 18 of the top 75 scores are running backs. To me, this information is pushing me to go wide receiver heavy. Christian McCaffrey, alien. If I can get Christian McCaffrey in the first round, I'm taking him. Outside of that, though, I'm shooting for a wide receiver. I, I, I can tell you that right now, looking at next year's fantasy football draft, 
if I cannot get Christian McCaffrey in the first round, I am drafting a wide receiver. Um, there's just not enough of a difference to me looking at the fourth to eighth wide receiver. Again, you're talking about 20 points. Um, and I know you're only talking about 20 points uh, with wide receivers as well, but listen to the dis- distant difference here. RB4, again, you're, you didn't get the alien. You got a, you got a top-tier running back. RB4 scored 268. Wide receiver four scored 298. So just by, again, we're taking the aliens out of the situation. We're looking at QB4, RB4, and wide receiver four, okay? Wide receiver four is going to score 30 points more than that RB4. Um, So I can tell you right now, looking at next year's draft, and you can bring this back and call me on it. If I cannot get Christian McCaffrey in the first round, I'm drafting a wide receiver. I'm most likely drafting a quarterback in the second round if I can get a top four quarterback. It's that big of a difference to me. Because I think by the time you get to the third round, I mean, let's say this. Let's say that I get Christian McCaffrey at the top of the first round, and then the bottom of my second round, I draft Josh Allen. I I still don't have a wide receiver on that on that side of things. Okay. And and there's been, you know, 18 other picks that have happened. However, I'm still going to be able to get uh, one of those receivers that's going to end higher than that position of wide uh, I'm willing to bet that wide receiver 10 is still going to be available at that time and that he's going to score more than running back 10 is what I'm saying. Um, so obviously we're going to have a lot of episodes between now and then, but this is just something that I've, I was kind of amazed by as I was looking at it um, as far as information that I'm going to take from this year and put towards next year. Um, I don't want to beat it too much. I don't want to talk about the same numbers over and over again too much. But, yeah, some highlights to me were that playoff team guys, um, you know, we mentioned the top 12. 11 of the top 12 players were playoff team guys. 21 of the top 25 were playoff team guys. Quarterbacks were half of the top 12. Uh, Crazy numbers to go by. Um, I'll probably post out something on our Instagram just to kind of uh, lock to organize some of these thoughts a little bit. But, yeah, you won't catch me taking a uh, tight end in the top three rounds next year, and you will definitely won't catch me taking any running back besides Christian McCaffrey in the first round. Fact, fun, 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 fun fact, fun fact, fun, fun fact, fun facts, fun facts. All right, real quick for my fun fact. Uh, it's weird doing fun facts without Tyler. Definitely more fun with him here. Um, but since I mentioned Roman playing basketball with my win, I got to tell a funny, funny story about playing basketball back in the day. I believe it was fifth grade. Could have been fourth grade. We were playing against, I believe it was Taylor. And I was one of the tallest kids in our team. And I would usually do the tip-off. Um, if I didn't do the tip off, I was the guy that they tipped to. Um, so whoever did the tip, they would tip it to me and I would try to go score. Uh, that was pretty normal for us to do. Um, so in this particular game, they had moved me around to the opposite side. The goal was for our player to tip it to me and I was supposed to apparently, uh, go, my back was to my own goal. However, this was new for me. I'd usually done it to where I was facing my goal. I would get the tip and then go score. In this situation, they tipped it to me. I got it. I dribbled. I scored in the wrong basket. What ultimately should have been called over and back was not. They allowed me to go down the court and score for the wrong team, putting two points up on the board. 
I then went down and scored for my actual team. So at some point in this game, the score was two to two, and I was the leading scorer for both teams. And I'll I'll remember that as a fun fact for the rest of my life, even though it's kind of embarrassing. So, uh, anyways, I hope you guys uh, never score for the wrong team in all your hoop sessions. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed me monologuing with these quarterback numbers for this episode, and I'm excited to have Tyler back next week. I'm excited to watch these conference championships this weekend, and uh, I hope you guys are as well. God bless you.